What's going on? Code switching. <laughs> Name of the podcast. Finally getting to this topic. Hey, we probably should. This probably should have been the first one we did. It's, it's Jacob Lyon once again. Uh, Sonia Lund. And the topic today is code switching. Now, I can only talk to you from the black perspective. I know that like multiple races code switch. And I know that multiple races code switch at different degrees. But I don't know nothing about anybody other than blacks code switching policies. So we're going to talk about why we do it, where it came from, why it's important, and why we're not going to stop doing it. <laughs> or at least at work. Or I don't know why we fucking, why we might not stop doing it. I don't know. This is a safe space. So anyway, to me, code switching is... <laughs> I don't know. It's like another dialect almost. It's like learning how to talk like job interview. It's like learning how to talk around people who don't necessarily understand, um, don't understand your culture, don't understand uh, like phrases that come from where you're from, don't understand how certain things um, could mean something different to you. That's what, To me, that's what code switching is. It's just speaking another language. It's like being bilingual. You know what I mean? Like Dave Chappelle said this shit. He said like every black person speaks they natural language and then job interview. And like that's a perfect that's a perfect summation. You know what I mean? So I don't like do so we just talked about this a little bit. Like do Asian people code switch at all? Or I can't I mean you don't, don't speak for know. all Asian people, but I don't know. Do you code switch at all? Well, I didn't know about code switching until you talked about this podcast before mm-hmm. I joined in. And also well, even then, I didn't know about it. I just yeah. thought it was the title of your podcast. Yeah. But it's a cool ass There was a... <laughs> I didn't really think anything of it. Yeah. But there was a YouTube video from... It's called the Spectrum Theory Series, where um, it asks about, do all white people think the same? Do all black people think the same? And um, it's getting several people to agree or disagree in various degrees on certain questions. And one of the things was code switching. Right. And so that prompted me to look it up and to see what it was about. Right. So I don't know whether Asian code switch. Apparently, you know more than I mean. Me I know that Asian all code races switching. code switch. The majority of races being non-white that code switch, but I mean, I'm sure white people got their version. But I know that all races code switch because typically when we code switch, we're trying to talk. I don't want to say to the lowest denominator, but we're trying to talk in a language that. Everyone the, understands. That everybody understands and everybody quote unquote tends to be white people well, and yeah. at least in, 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 in environments right so in environments where we feel like we need to the majority tend to be white people so that's why you hear like like I was talking to this dude one time and he said that he was laughing with me and he was telling me a story about some buddies he had it was two black dudes and he was saying that when they left work they would start talking like real black it was a white dude who said this mm-hmm. and he said he felt like that was fake and I was like, no, nah, man, when they leave, that's how they really talk. They're faking all day at work. And that shit is real. Like, Why would he think that they're faking? Because he just didn't know better. In his mind, he talks to them all day and has probably worked with them for years. So in his mind, yeah, they talk like I talk. You know what I mean? But when they leave and he hears them together, I mean, and I don't know. Oh, he thinks that he thinks black that black people are performing in front of other black people. Right. He thinks okay. they're trying to impress each other with their blackness. Like, they're trying to amp it up. And I'm like, nah, man, blackness. like, they're fun. that's how they really talk. Why you say that? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah. I guess... 
when you when people say like you know blackness or you know how black you are right it's so racist but it's the easiest thing to say what in you order mean? to come across the message mm-hmm. what you mean racist like as in like oh all black people act like this oh yeah yeah type yeah. Of, you know, this is the black way of speaking yeah when yeah, obviously yeah. black people are made up of individuals right that comes from different cultures different right. parts of the United States Maybe even outside the United States. Maybe even outside, different backgrounds, different experiences, different families, different cultures, different dialects. But yeah. just to have, you know, with the, have shortcuts in the conversation, you have to make general like generalizations. Yeah, and for the most part, people understand. So most part. And like on a side note, when it comes to generalizations, if it's a thing where it's for the sake of conversation and, and the people that you're talking to understand what you're saying. So if I tell black people um, something about something being a black thing, I can expect for the most part that they understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So generalizations in that case are, un- are okay. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm talking to a white people or if a person, a white person is talking to me and he says, well, you know what that thing black people do? That's when it's fucked up because you don't know what that thing is that black people do. Well, what if they, what they say, you know that thing that black people do and they say code switching. Would you so disagree with them? No, no, I wouldn't disagree there. Okay. One, not all black people do it. No, of course not. You know what I'm saying? Of but, course not. But two, that's a specific thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's 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 tar- he's honing in on one thing. Okay. That, that's one specific thing that's not necessarily based in a stereotype. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. But if I had to do one time when I was in high school, and it was so funny because I'm hanging out with a bunch of black people, and none of us expected it. It was like one, it was a bunch of black people like me, like one Mexican dude, and this dude was a white guy who we just kind of knew like peripherally, like he, we knew him from seeing him around. Okay, so and a satellite he, friend. Right, right, right. So he came to us, and it was like right before things giving and we just kind of like he's one of the type of dudes who you see and he don't really have a lot of people in his own like friends and stuff like that so we was like hey what's, what's going on what you doing for the holidays and he said man i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna have some mashed potatoes and he was like yeah that sounds good yeah and he was just like man i'm gonna have some some macaroni i was like where then he was like fried chicken and like at fried chicken it was just kind of like okay is he is he about to take this where we think is he just telling us foods that he think black people like to hear or is he being sincere and then he started just saying like more and more like stereotypically black foods and it was just kind of like greens watermelon you know what i'm saying and we got to the point where we was just kind of like okay like he's performing now because he thinks that that's what we want to hear at least that's how it felt you know what i'm saying it's like okay he's not just talking to us and that's the thing where like that's the the initiate the initiation point of why like black people code switch because it's like we don't ever want to be perceived in a manner where somebody looks down upon you or they've relegated you to like, but they pigeonholed you into a certain type of thing. Because a lot of times when we're looking at something that we need, whether it's money, a promotion, um, shelter, any, any sort of livelihood, it's like the things that people try to pigeonhole us into keep us from getting that next thing. So a lot of times black people, that's why we put on that, you know what I'm saying, that, that code switch real quick so that they know, it's like a signal to other people that we can do the job that you're doing and and it's kind of fucked up but it's like you don't have to worry about my blackness getting in the way of the success of what we're doing here because mm-hmm. like that's the truth for shit like a lot of times like a matter of fact i got written up for um at work one time uh, i used to work at ups okay i used to work at ups but i used to work in the call center so i was a tracking agent and i think i got permitted i got promoted to what they call a universal agent so it's like i tracked um shipping packages and um packages that were incoming and outgoing so this lady called in she had she needed help finding a package and the guy told me 
another black dude he told me like all of the points in my conversation with her were correct like i, I told her where she could locate the nearest um male receptacle I, like i gave her the closest location i was very pleasant on the phone with her but where he docked me was instead of saying do you have a male location near you i said do you have a male spot near you and because i said spot and that's considered slang he not he he docked me for that call and i think the process back then was like if you got one mess up on a call that was like a you failed that call pretty much so that was where he got me. And he came to me, talked to me. He was just like, yeah, man, you know, you said spot. And that's where I had to get you. So, like, sometimes, like, just the way we talk, even if even if people understand what we're saying, the way we talk can, like, fuck your money up or fuck your livelihood or fuck your promotion up. It just fucks your perception up because people look at you like instead of being a person, a man, a woman, now you're, and it's fucked up to say it like this, but now you're a quote-unquote black person. And that can mean whatever the person looking at you thinks that it means. You feel me? Even if you're like, if you're the staunchest, most conservative black Republican of all time, you know what I'm saying? Like, if. Larry Elder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ben Carson, if he say, what's up too hard, you know what I mean? Like, they'd be looking at him like, okay, wait, how connected are you to this thing that we're not familiar with? And can it fuck up our bottom line? So, like, that's why we code switch, man. We just, it's like, like, we just try to stay safe all the time. You know what I mean? In general, like, when it comes to that UPS example that you have. Yeah. I actually really love st- clear standards like that. Right. Um, now, I don't know, like, how well you were trained before that phone call not to use the word spot. Right. Like, did you have, like, a designated um, certain words and phrases that not you're supposed all. to? Okay. Well, so, that's the all. problem that I have. If they would have done that in the very beginning, like, hey, this is what you're going to say. These are the words of what you're going to use. And if they would have, at least would have made like a list of words to not use. Right, but they can't do that. Because to me, well, why not? Because then it's discrimination. Because only one type of person uses certain words. You know what I'm saying? Like, not Mm -hmm. one type of person, but certain words belong to different cultures. So if you say, hey, it's like when restaurants be like, hey, you can't wear do-rags, Jordans. Uh, you can't wear wife beaters and basketball shorts. Like, okay, you're setting a dress code, but who's the people who normally, who from, who wear majority of the time those type of clothes? You feel me? It gets to be this weird kind of like, and I don't even know if dog whistle would really qualify for that, but like subliminal kind of discrimination. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, um, it would be like if I had a business and I was just like, all right, Make sure that you don't use any, uh, I don't know, like any Japanese ethnic, ethnic words. You know what I mean? Don't say any, any, you know what I mean? It's just like a weird thing that's like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really prove a point. It doesn't really help the business any, especially if the customer that I'm talking to understands what I'm saying, or I correct myself after. Like when I, if I say spot, or oh, excuse me, location, you having that rule, is just kind of like unnecessary. You get what I'm saying? Like, if I, I otherwise know that people don't understand or... Customer support is such a weird job, though. Like, you're going to be talking to all different types of people yeah. and having that... Right, but people like, are, you like, know, have language of... skills if they don't understand. So, like, if I'm a customer and somebody says, hey, do you have a male doohickey near you? If I don't understand what doohickey is, I'm going to go, what do you mean doohickey? You know what I'm saying? We mean yeah. spot, right? Now, I understand that in business models, they go, well, we don't want the customers that have a negative experience on the phone. No. So we want to we wanna 
um, take away all the things that could make their experience negative. We want to limit all the time that they have to try to spend clarifying the thing. Mm -hmm. So try your best not to use slang. I understand that 100%, but that's the best that I think businesses can do. Businesses can't go, hey, don't say yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't say. But like at my job, I tell I tell like I tell the people all that don't say yo, don't right. say what's up over the phone. I mean, like obviously, if you have a friend over the phone, sure. Right. I say what's up over the phone. But I'm not gonna say what's up to my boss. Right. But those. But see, all right, it, it, it gets kind of like in the weeds because certain things are protected by professionalism. Yes. And that's that's a fight that in the in this country we're still having. Like I think. Um, was it California just passed a law recently where they said that black people can start wearing their natural hair because it's no longer deemed unprofessional? Oh no, that's so, just, that's bullshit. But that's what I'm saying. That's like, it's, like it's they up should to, always it's up to interpretation of who's hair. ever running the company about what's professional or not. You feel me? Because companies are not going, hey, if he says, yo, if he says, yo, do you have a male spot close to your house? Is the customer going to understand? The, com- the company's not questioning that far. They're just going, hey, we don't want y'all to say nothing that a customer might not understand. So that's because where... Because time is money I in get, customer yeah, 100%. service. You know, like, you have, to put, you have to put in so many phone calls. Right. If you're wasting a minute or two on each and every phone call, just explain to the customers on what the heck you're talking about. Right. It's, it hurts the bottom line. I get it from and a like, business perspective. Mm-hmm. It makes I understand it. But what I'm saying is that they're never businesses are never going to be able to, to specify words that you can't say with the exception of like vulgarity. And the oh, best they can do is go, please try to be as professional as possible. And professional is going to be up to the interpretation of whoever your boss is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, if I had had somebody on the phone, other on the phone, other than him, mm-hmm. um, maybe with a different background, and they heard me say spot, and then they heard me clarify it, they probably would have been like, that was a great call, man. You did a great job. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of them gray area things where that black people have to decide, like, yo, am I going to risk the gray area of being who I really am and talking how I really talk here and potentially get in trouble? Or am I just going to do my best um, code switch act and just try to avoid trouble all the time? And for the most nine times out of 10 is I'm going to do my best code switch act. Whenever you got some, whenever it's in a position where you got something riding on the line, like money, livelihood, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The family, anything, you're going to be like, let me go ahead and clean this up so that I don't even get looked at funny. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and it's more than just like how you talk too. Like a lot, it's anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. me, I shave. And movements. I got real sensitive skin. A lot of black men do, you know what I'm saying? And I shaved for years just trying to be the, the image of what my superiors thought was was a military image you feel me like they didn't have any interest in the fact that it was hurting me you feel me like that my skin had like got hard and crusty and painful to touch because i was still trying to shave mm-hmm. and my skin is just too sensitive to shave with a blade so it's like all of these aspects of like black people's life where we got to be like yo we just gonna eat this for now so we can make it down here later and be okay you know what I mean? Like, that's that's essentially what code switching is. It's just okay. trying to, it's like putting on a mask. It's like perfecting a, a part so that wherever you're at, if it's not home, you can survive there longer. And people don't, you don't draw attention to yourself. You keep your head down. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because if you keep your head down, you got less problems. Yeah. She thinks <laughs> she's thinking hard right now. <laughs> what you thinking about? It's just code switching seems to be just stressful. No, um, 
just a normal everyday life thing. Uh-oh. I mean, obviously with um, it's different. I know it's a different uh, amount of code switching going on within the black community versus you know everyday white people. Right. Because white people, we have to code switch for a different environment. Right. Like. You know, if you have coworkers who are liberals and you're a conservative, right? Obviously, you don't want to start trouble in the office. You're going to code switch. You're not going to say certain things or talk about certain things, right? Or make comments about it. That's the difference. The difference is you can. To hide. me, that's code switching. It, so that's a form of code switching. Yeah. But the difference with that is you can hide that forever. You know what I'm saying? The the most that you have to do is not say anything. How is if, that different? It's different because when I show up. Community? When I show up, being a black man, people already have preconceived notions about me. And then, let's say I do something that's fucked up, I do something that's bad, people then attribute it to me being black and not me being a person of this type of caliber. For me, so it compounds. If you are conservative in a liberal space, you literally just don't have to say nothing. And if you don't say nothing, you camouflage for as long as you don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Me, whenever I walk into a place, I'm never camouflaged. Because okay. because of our history, just American history, people already have preconceived no- notions about who I am, what I like, what I do, what I'm into, how I'm going to act when they see me from a glance, from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they just so I so I if you want code switch, it's like you spend so much of your time at a new location just trying to prove sometimes that you're not like you're not like the bad ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not. I'm not like those people that you may have seen. And mm-hmm. then, and even when you when you think about it like that, it's like, well, who are the bad ones? The bad ones are just like in, in a black term, you know, on a black uh, perspective, the bad ones are just black people that white people don't have an explanation for, that they don't have proximity to, that they had they've never met. So now I have to I have to project that I'm not a thug, I'm not a gangster, I'm not a a roughneck, I'm not. Something that you saw in a movie, you feel me, that you never met in real life or that you've only seen in like, like um, at a distance, I have to then project to you that I'm not that. Why do you think white people have never met, let's be real, ghetto black people? Well, some white people have, but it's, it's really just because a, like, I have. I have been to parties yeah. before and, and I have and watched it's a, w- three women like get into a tussle in the hallway i mean that that could have like, just been a tussle that don't make them ghetto. yeah they but like but wrong. no but they, <laughs> they were using their like you know ghetto language what's ghetto language <laughs> yeah yeah that, like like i said this is a shortcut right okay? right no i get you, you i get know you what I'm I'm talking about. yeah i understand what you're saying you know what i'm talking about but that but, but i want but you to they were like loud right they were you know a lot of black people will put each other down like, but they was fighting. But like, but yeah, but there is, you know, putting each other down in the everyday sense. What you mean? Well, one of the things I notice within the black community that, like, you know, they're not as sensitive of being called out. Mm-hmm. Called on, out for what? Like doing stupid stuff. Okay. Okay. What you say? They're not as sensitive. What you mean? Yes, not as sensitive. Being like, you know, if you're within this community, you guys would dog on each other. Yeah. and be fine with it. If a white person oh, dogs yeah. on you, then that's completely different. Yeah. Okay. And I think me and you discussed about this before. Probably. Yeah. And that's, honest goodness, that's like one of the things that um, giving me that impression is right. talking through you. Right. But like, you know, I see a situation where, you know, to a white, a regular white person, it could be considered a hostile situation. Right. You know, it could be an everyday life 
for them being right. friends and having this party. Right. It went a little bit too far. Right. Okay. Especially so, with women. And that's a key. That and the point that you just made. The point that you just made is like it's a thing that could could uh, <coughs> separate into so many different points. Like mm-hmm. like how something looks from the outside of the community community could be completely different from what's actually happening. If yes. me and my boy get into a fight, like not saying that white people don't go through the same thing. I'm sure they go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. But to a white person looking at us, it could be like, oh my God, they're trying to kill each other. But yeah. really, we might brawl and then go home and be like, hey man, you want something to eat? You know what I'm saying? Like we might be cool after that because that's after just, physical after physical altercation. Oh gosh. You feel me? Like I've seen it happen both ways. I've seen people play fight and then they turn real, and I've seen people real fight and then they gotta respect for each other because they're like, oh my god, like, like I'm tired. I know you're yeah, not a pushover, but you know community. I'm not a pushover. Where are we going from here? You know what I'm saying? In the white community, the moment you fight, typically you you know cut the friendship off. You know, and, and that's not, and, and, may, and you know, I don't know. I don't know the white community shit. I don't know how you I right. think so. But in the black community, like, you can brawl and be, and it not be a life or death thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. It can just be a thing that happened. You know what I'm saying? You either get your ass kicked and, yeah. and you got heart, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you cook ass and it, you don't nobody mess with you, at least for now. You yeah. feel me? But it's not always a life or death thing. And the opposite can happen. Sometimes we can be in a situation that white people are like, oh man, like I didn't even, what was happening? It didn't look like anything was happening to me. But because of how we are raised, depending on where we're from, we know that one second longer could have meant somebody's life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So really, it's, it's a separate culture within a culture, but we're constantly being scrutinized by the outer culture. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Who don't really know how we work. And for the most part, don't care to learn how we work. So if you, if I'm existing in a culture that has completely different values and, and like different uh, customs than what's the majority, and they don't care to learn, why am I going to give you the real me? When you got the power to fuck my money up. Or you, not even if that you have, but you could have the power to fuck my money up. Why would I ever be completely honest with you as a human being if you're not even willing to understand who, where I'm coming from and why I'm acting like this? I don't know whether people actually want to be honest with them. They don't. They I don't. know for like, fact, I they know don't. very well. Because it, it hurts too much to think about that. Because if black people get honest with white people about why we act the way we act, the one in my experience, what white people do is they get immediately defensive. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, yeah. So I cold switch because I don't, I don't ever want nobody to look at me different. White people are like, well, I wouldn't look at you different. Oh, it's like, yo, first one, this ain't about you at all. You feel me? But thank you for making my shit about you. And second of all, you're not the only white person that I see on a regular basis. You know what I mean? I got to deal with you, your boss. You feel me? Your coworkers, my coworkers. I got so many people in my life who are not of my culture that could mm-hmm. fuck my shit up. That if I'm, if any black person take the time and be like, yo, this how I feel for real, like appreciate what they saying and don't, I, don't make it immediately about you. Don't get defensive. But in my experience, that always happens. Not always. Nine times out of ten, that happens. So it's like, for and I think the same thing happens to a lot of black people. So mm-hmm. what happens is, it's like the best kept. It's not even. It's the worst kept secret. You know what I'm saying? Like black people, we know, like yo. We're going to code switch when we when we go into work. Appreciate you. But before work, lunchtime, and after work, that's when we really ourselves. Mm-hmm. But at work, we understand what the game is. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this the same shit. Like even in like even doing off hours, if you just chilling somewhere and you see like if I'm the only black dude and I see a random black dude walk in, like and I just look at him like, yo, you know what I'm saying? It's like a safety, like we know what it is, like because we, we understand it at all times, we're in a position where we're surrounded by people who don't understand us. You feel me? Like yeah. that's why like in P I used to not get in trouble, but I know people look at me funny. Because a lot of times at work, I tend to gravitate towards the other black people that's at work. You know what I'm saying? And the other black people understand why I'm doing it. But the white people are just like, oh, like, they're, I, they're like, oh, <laughs> like, what is it? This. Yeah, like, why is he Two always, right, why is he always hanging out in his office? Why he always talking to that person? Why, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, because I'm putting on a facade all day long. I'm acting. I'm a I'm a great actor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm performing all day long and nobody knows it. Or at least not enough people know it where it could fuck my shit up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, if you're not going to really, really care to either understand where I'm coming from or suspend your fears and ignorance to learn, why would I be honest with you? Fuck like, that. The current society right now, like, from what I noticed, like, through social media, YouTube, stuff like that, like, authenticity is, like, the biggest thing in the world right now. Yeah, on the internet. (laughs) Exactly. And they're like, oh, no, you should be yourself. Mm -hmm. You should be like this. Nobody should put you down. Yeah, nobody should. No, reality is that people are going to put you down if you act like yourself. Mm -hmm. I know that I would probably get fired at work if I act like myself. (laughs) If I did half the things that, not even did, because I want to, I want to leave actions under the under the umbrella of professionalism. But if I said half the things that I wanted to say, that I can say to like other people in my life that they will understand, mm-hmm. man, I'd be I'd have been out I'd been out of here. They'd have been fired me. They'd have been like, oh, he's crazy and he's violent and he's talking about hurting people. When really I can say the same thing to like a black person and they'd be like, whatever, man, shut up. You know, it'd have been like because culturally they know. I'm not going to hurt you if I say this. I'm I'm expressing a feeling to you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that's why like sometimes like and this is like I said at the party, I could tell that there was expression of feelings right. versus actual threat. Right. That's what I'm and that's so important because mm-hmm. like and this is this is generalizing black women, but sometimes like black women could be like, Oh, you made me so mad, like I'm gonna kill you. And I can hear a black woman say that and I'm like, she's not really going to kill you. She's upset. You feel me? Like She's upset. She's allowed to be upset. And she's allowed to be upset in a way that ain't hurting nobody, but she's getting it off her chest. Like, that's cool. But if you say that at work, they're going to be like, hey, yo, call the bomb squad. Like, somebody's in here. She's got connections. Like, you can't. So, for us, at least, in my perspective, you can't be 100% yourself really anywhere. But especially at work around people who don't really understand black culture, um, black people, like... So you're just going to put on... And, and the, the thing that's fucked up now, it's just like you said, we get into like the date and time where people are like, hey man, nobody should have to code switch. Nobody should talk shit about you for acting like this. Nobody should do this. Nobody should do that. But it's like, they're still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a mm-hmm. conversation with somebody, you're like, yo... There's an obsession with authenticity on a right. superficial level. On a superficial level, right. So they're like, yo, why do you do that? Well... Well, I'm not like that, so why do you still do that? It's like, yo, you're not listening to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is my livelihood depends on how people see me just because I'm black. 
happening here. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about yourself. You have an extra level of, uh, what is it, like hardship. Yeah. Versus Just based other people. off of somebody looking at me and going, oh, he walks like this dude. He looks like this dude. He talks like this dude. His hair is like this dude. You know what I'm saying? So when a white person that you work with is like, well, I'm not that way. It's like, yo, you making this about you. Mm-hmm. This ain't about you. This ain't personal. This is about me providing for my family. Yeah. And you still found a way to make my hardship about your life. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And you dealing with, and I'm dealing with people like that all the fucking time. So it's like, why the fuck would I tell y'all anything? Nah, as far as y'all concerned, I'm the most square fucking Spongebob Squarepants black dude y'all ever met. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I've had it go both ways. I've had black people, not black people, I have white people tell me I'm the blackest dude they know. You feel me? And I wasn't doing nothing, you know, it wasn't like I was fucking eating a watermelon and shooting threes with them. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing Are nothing stereotypical. in a and sarcastic had, manner no. trying to show that, hey, I live saying, in such a white world that you're literally the only black people I know. They, so it I was know. that, but it wasn't sarcasm. Oh, it was like, yo, about. you're the blackest dude I know. So for me, I'm like, yo, you don't know that many black people. And then I've had it the other way where they go, yo, it's a white person again saying, yo, you're the whitest black dude I know. You feel me? So it's like we constantly got to like maneuver this weird fucking level that's acceptable for non-black people. Mm-hmm. Like we got to modulate our blackness just the right amount. So that other people are like, that's the acceptable amount of black. Thank you. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. You're welcome. You know what I mean? I'll go develop cancer from keeping it locked up inside for all these years. It's just like, I mean, it's a thing now that like black people have perfected. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just, a, I mean, for us, it's a way of life. You know what I'm saying? I would love to have, I would love to not be able to do it. Which is why I called the podcast No Code Switching. Because I wanted this to be a safe space for me to just be able to talk how I talk and have people on and just say what they say in just a completely like candid space. I'm not acting black, I am black. Yeah, well, okay. You you were talking about this a safe space. Right. So I was I'm talking to you right now as I normally talk. Okay. But when I'm at work, I don't talk like this. I used the wrong word in that. I understand. Are you, are, are, I, you, are you being yourself right now? Yeah, I understood what you were saying, but okay. I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, no. But I'm talking to you how I would talk to people. And even now, I'm still, if I was with black people talking like this, you would see another side of me because... Because I'm getting the feeling that if I was somebody who is black, you right. would be talking to me in a, in a modified manner. If, if you were not a modified manner. I'm talking to you now. Not a modified manner, but you know what? It would be like different is, than I'm talking to you now. Yes. Yeah. There's, and there's layers to it. Mm-hmm. So if you was like my brothers, if my brothers were sitting here, that was that's a whole different conversation. So your code switching right now isn't completely It's off. not completely off. Okay. And, and that's the, and that's the that's point what of the podcast. Yeah. Right now. And it's because, and part of it is because I got to speak in a way that I understand, that, that I can understand that you can understand me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and that's why I like sometimes when I talk to you, I'll, I'll use certain slang and I'll use it on purpose just to see how you take it. And you are pretty good at just going, yeah. Like today we was talking and I said, yo, like she was mad tight. Like she like talking about somebody was angry. Like she came in there like mad hot. And you was just like, yeah, she did come in there mad hot. So to me, <laughs> you're one of the people who I'm more comfortable with, with like talking a certain way. But mm-hmm. there's still depth to my culture and who I am that... Yeah, I'm not 100% sure that you're familiar with. You know what I'm saying? And even 
even if you're not familiar with it, that's not to say I could never tell you and that you never could learn it. But if my brothers were here, I could have a whole different conversation and it would sound, it would almost sound like a different fucking language. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Yeah. You feel me? And then add that to like the cities that people are from. You know what I mean? Like when I first, when I first left Baltimore, like people couldn't understand what I was talking about. <laughs> they didn't know what I was saying because I was talking too fast. I, I said shorty all the time. I was using all type of slang. And they was like, yo, what the fuck are you saying? You know what I mean? And so I had to like teach myself how to speak like in a, in a, like a, a default language. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a, not my default language, but a default language that people could go, okay, I get the bare bones of what he's talking about. You feel me? So think about that. Like black, when black people goes to somewhere where they got to work, they got, they got the culture of where they're from and then the stigma of what people think about them. So they got to like try to shave all that shit off for eight, 10, 12 hours a day. You know what I mean? Just so that people won't fuck their money up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that shit gets to be dehumanizing sometimes. It's like, damn, like, what the fuck? And that's, that's past, and matter of fact, that's past the level of professionalism. Because everybody has a level of professionalism that they have to do. Now, you can't come in here cursing and calling people out their name. And then say that, no, this is within my culture. I could do this. Right. But then black people have further levels of, all right, you can't I'm from Baltimore. I can't say this thing because for one they don't know what that means and it signifies me as a certain type of black person and then I can't say things that that they might consider too black you mm-hmm. know what I mean like just because the people that you're working with ain't got no idea where you come from they don't have no idea about what black people are about but they saw some shit a long time ago and that's what they think black, and it, black is and depending on their level of authority in your organization they could have a an effect on on the rest of your career. You know what I mean? And that's just talking. That's not even like how you dress, how you stand, how you how you groom yourself. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a show on HBO called Insecure that does a good job of talking about that. So it's like there's this woman named uh, played by Yvonne or G, um, and she plays a woman named Molly. So Molly's very successful lawyer, black woman, beautiful. She's got like, she's kind of got all her ducks in a row. Uh, and she's like trying to become a partner at this, far, at this firm. And her firm hires a new black woman. She works at a predominantly white firm. And she kind of, she does what kind of like black people do when they work in a majority white place. Mm-hmm. She goes to her, she's like, yo, like, hey, um, you know, just kind of watch yourself. Not like threateningly, but like, yo, we still working around white people. Like you got to. You can't, I know that right now, everybody's loving it. Because it's another thing, like, when sometimes when black people act black, like, white people look at it as, like, performance art. Well, yeah. So it's like, it's entertaining. It's like, oh my God, like, look at what he's doing. The culture. Right. We're swimming in it. So she talks to this new black girl, she's like, yo, like, I know that it seems like they love it, but you gotta, like, watch where you're at. And a black girl don't really understand it. She's just like, oh, you know, everybody loves me, whatever. So she keeps doing it. And then, like, within that week, she's fired. Ooh. And you see Yvonne or G's character, Molly, is just looking at her like, damn. Like, almost like, I warned her. I wish I could have did something more, but it is what it is. Because, like, it's just, that's how we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just, I mean, not how we are, but it's, it's what we do. It's what we've learned to, like, adapt to where we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. So, I remember before you have been... Um, 
volunteered before on like diversity events in the past mm-hmm. and like one of the things i really hate about those events they make everything about diversity positive and they don't talk about the pitfalls of diversity and like telling people like hey diversity is great yeah we get people from all different backgrounds we get people from with different ideas and perspectives but they never really talk about the inside conflicts that could happen within a diverse group of people like what what you mean just like that situation right there with right, right. the woman being fired a week later for acting too much. Right, right, right. For performing too, not performing, but being in her, authentic. Being authentic yeah. too much. Yeah. Like that is a pitfall of diversity. Yeah. Right but, there. Man, they and I wish that people would just talk about it instead of yeah. making it out to be this grand thing where they there's no flaws they can't do that oh it's so unreal though i know it's, it's so unreal, unreal but it, it's a thing so where so if P, if businesses did that then businesses would have to admit that they're profiling people i want them to no business is gonna fuck up their I money want them to. no business ups is not gonna go hey man we appreciate diversity, but just don't be too black. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to do that. So there was an article about how um, there was this one ad that specified preferably Caucasian, blah, yeah. blah, blah, for this I, job. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I remember some of the comments on right. Facebook talking about it. Like, some some black people were saying, like, hey, I actually prefer yeah. companies to be open about this. Yeah. Because then I'm not wasting my precious time looking right. for a job to apply for this because right. playing for a job nowadays it's it's so time confused time consuming Real you gotta shit. write a cover letter you gotta edit your resume talk it usually takes like what two three hours maybe for you one do all resume. that and you, you show up t- and they're like oh not white exactly you could have right. you could have go applied for another job or found another one right like it stinks but but see and that's the world that we live in is just nobody's gonna say Outside of the old white dude who told me he ain't cut black hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nobody's going to be like, yo, yeah, we don't really service black people here. Because it's illegal now. Quote, unquote. It's illegal now. It's illegal to say that. It's not illegal to feel that way. It's not illegal to practice that in a manner that won't get you caught. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just like... Oh, it, yeah. You could you could make up any reason on, under the sun to fire someone. Right. Just as long as you don't state that it was because of your race. As long as it's not specifically tied to race which is why people certain states got a, got um got away for so long with um with discriminating on people's hair you know because yeah. a lot of times like black people would do their hair in a manner that would not be like would not ruffle white people's feathers mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like what what's the most professional quote-unquote hairstyle i can have if i come in there with locks all these people know about locks is what they seen from Bob Molly and random Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the culture behind locks. They don't understand the culture behind waves. They don't understand the culture behind any sort of hairstyle that's not like a crew cut in certain senses, in certain cases. Well, that's so on like, the men's side of things. Oh, right, so women right, right. are a little bit more. Right, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they not go, they're not going to do that. Like nobody's going to be like, yo, we prefer white people. Like, because if one is illegal and one and two, I mean, it's just really bad press in 2019. You know what I'm saying? It is. Like, but I, I'm just looking at a practical sense. Like, cool, they prefer white people. Let me not waste thanks. my fucking time. Yeah. So it, 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 be, it becomes this thing where, one, we either try and suppress our culture, or two, we try to look for signs that show that this company is either racist or does not support 
non-white people. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And that's the decision that black people got to make, like, on a daily basis. Yeah. You feel me? Even when it comes to fucking clothes or food, like, different food shops or, you know what I mean? Like, it's always a thing where, like, <laughs> it's always, like, you have to decide how how supportive of black people, as a black person, how supportive of black people am I going to be today? And it's, it's, it's all the time. It's all the time. It's 24-7. Which is why we just like, like black people are just like so good at just being like, whatever. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, they don't? All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's a part of life that, that we've accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you hear like, and I get mad at this. I always hear black people say, you got to learn how to, like, play the game. I hate that shit. Because when, when a black person tells you... Life got, is a game, though. Yeah, but everybody not on the same level of difficulty. Oh, no, yeah. And that's Definitely the shit not. that pisses me off. Because black people will say that to other black people. You got to learn how to play the game, young blood. And what that means is they're acknowledging that it's, it's fucked up shit that's happening out here. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, why am I playing a game where somebody that... I don't know is controlling how hard my life is. Why do I continue to play a game like that? Why do I want to be, why do I want to fucking exist under these same constraints if I'm looking at like, if I'm one of five people being the only black person and I got one of the hardest levels and I know that one of the other four people has easier levels, why is that a game I'm still participating in? But everybody don't have the luxury of being introspective and fucking existential like me. Some people got to feed their kids. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? So they don't have a choice. They just got to go, fuck it, man. Whatever. I'll cut my hair. I'll shave my face. It is what it is. I don't know. Like, early on in life, I always accept that. You know what? Life isn't fair. Like, whatever. Because it's not supposed to be. Because I know that if life is fair, we would all be the same. Right. And And we we would not be able to... And I dogged on diversity before, but I do love the pros of diversity. I do like having a different perspective. Right. I do like being a woman. I know that being a woman gives me certain disadvantages right. and I, mean, I have there are own methods of code switching within work when it comes to women we don't right. want to be that whiny bitch can't be too who, soft yeah but we also like i said can't be too soft but if we're a little bit too hard we are a bitch yeah. even though if we do the same exact thing as men they would be like oh that man right there you know he's a noble he's a leader. leader yeah you know <laughs> if i do the same thing Goddamn, captain america <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm a control freak right I get like you. i can't do anything about that right or you know sometimes i can't really call people sweethearts right at work because then it's really like all that. your flirty. I, want, yeah. I, uh, uh, I want to call people sweethearts at work. Hey, right. sweetie, whatever. But I can't say that. I so have you're to. Suff- and you're suffering because of how people perceive mm-hmm. what it is you're doing, even if you ain't mean it that way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that's super fucked up. And it's okay that life is not fair. Life don't need to be fair. You feel me? Because life is yeah. random, it's crazy, it's chaotic. Mm-hmm. But certain aspects of life shouldn't be oppressive. Oh. That's the thing. You cannot yeah. be fair because it is what it is, man. We all born with different abilities. Like, as um, we're all, like, intrinsically equal, but we born with different abilities and different, like, levels of intellect. And or we develop different levels of intellect or, or physical capability or financial capability, economic prowess, whatever. Sexual right? orientation. You know what I'm saying? But it should not be oppressive. That's the thing. It don't have to be fair. It, but it gotta be at least the luck of the draw. It can't be like two people playing a game and player number two is like, shit, oh, an, another win. That's eight out of 10. Fuck, this is crazy. So, in your point of view, it's oppressive because 
it affects your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is that extra s- stress that may help you perform right. better? If it wasn't there, it may help you perform better at work. Right. It's, it's a thing where it's like, just because of what somebody else thinks of me, I could make less money. And now because of how that person may think of me, I have to pretend to be something that I'm not completely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm working two jobs. I'm working the job that you asked me to work or that I got hired to work or that I'm trying to get hired to work. And I'm also being an actor for the people who are looking at me. You know what I mean? Does it get easier over time? Because I would imagine like, you know, there's two different modes. There's work mode and home mode. Once you go right. into work mode, like, is it really that much more harder? It's it, it's, it's like that old saying, like, it don't get easier. You just get better at it. You know what I mean? Like when I first started code switch, I didn't understand. I was like a little, you know, self-righteous young teenager. I'm like, yo, no, I'm going to try to be myself because everybody respects that, blah, 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 blah. Oh, fuck that. Right? But as I got older, it was like, okay, I'm looking at how people are treating me differently because of how I talk, because of what they perceive I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it, at, at, at 29, almost 30, it's like, yo... I, I understand how to, and it's still like to me a certain, it's still shameful to me, but I understand how to modulate my personal blackness to be okay in certain situations. I understand how to look, how to survey a room and go, okay, I'm okay here. I'm not okay here. Or when I pick up a phone and I'm like, boom, generic code switch response. You know what I'm saying? Or like I can kind of look at it now. So I'm better at it. But it's still for me personally with my particular beliefs and just who I am, it's it's still shameful. It's still a shameful thing. It's still embarrassing that I have to do it at all. And then with me having a son, I gotta like think about him now. Mm-hmm. Do I want to tell him like, hey, you do this thing so that you can survive, be less of yourself or put on this character? Or do I want to subject him to the harshness of, harshness of life by telling him to be 100% who he is at, at all times? You know what I mean? Like, this shit is... And, and potentially have him unprepared. Like, that shit, it, it's, it's nerve-wracking. And it's 24-7. Some black people completely adopt to that. They're like, yo, this is who I am 24-7. I'm not different at all. This is just who I am. And that's cool for them. So do they permanently code switch where, like, it's... It's embedded in them that code. I don't know if you altogether. can call. So if it's authentic, I don't know if you can call it code switching. Okay. It's just they that just adapt for some easily. reason. Mm-hmm. They have adapted more so to that that type of um, of lifestyle, and it could be because they had a, just a different culture, or they grew up in a white community. They, they grew up in a white community, had a white parent, they had more access to white uh, facilities or mm-hmm. um, proximity, something like that. You know what I mean? So. For them, it may not be cold switching. It may be authentic. But it doesn't mean that they still don't suffer from the same things. Oh, yeah. You the, feel um, me? the initial judgment of right. what type of person because they Because they be. still walk in the room black. You feel me? So somebody may be looking at them. And then once they talk, once they get in the room, they're like, okay, this person is that way. Okay. So now, and I'm not going to say like it makes it worse for people like me, but it's like now... Any white person that that black person works with mm-hmm. is now comparing me to them. And in a lot of cases, you get this thing where it's like, okay, yeah, you're a, a quote-unquote good black person. You're not like those others. Mm-hmm. But but Lion, he's like those others. You know what I mean? Like, he's 
he's black black is what you hear that shit from a lot of like white but he's black black and they're like what the fuck does that mean oh you know what they mean i know what they mean you know exactly what they mean. but in a work context it's like it basically is it's them stigmatizing you like yo like he's the black that we ain't really cool with and you're the black that we like around here and it's just another barrier that you gotta fucking like deal with I don't know if it's because I'm mixed race but like everybody is like relatively different to me so like what you mean like I don't expect one person to come in like a white girl to come in and then another white girl and I would I will not assume that they're both the same like or like compare them I don't know I just don't have that and maybe I'm doing it, you know, unconsciously. Yeah, but in a white, in a majority white setting, it don't really work that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I so guess. when I was coming up, like, I hadn't really, really hung out with white people until I was a teenager. So in my mind, all white people talked like I saw in movies. Like they was either surfers or cowboys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I legitimately <laughs> thought that for years until I met white people. Like I went to a predominantly white uh, high school in North mm-hmm. Carolina called Grimsley. Shout out Grimsley Whirlies. You know what I'm saying? But when I actually had conversations with white people, it was like, okay, like this dude, like Wayne, not only do he like little Wayne, but he knows the lyrics better than I do. This white dude golfs, but he still fuck with, con- with rap concerts on the weekend. This white dude play ultimate frisbee this you know what i'm saying like I, I got introduced to white people who were just like regular people you know what i'm saying but yeah but in a work environment where especially where like white people are the majority it doesn't really it's not that same thing you're never going to see a white person in in like a in a work environment and be like i bet i bet that dude's a surfer you know what I mean? Oh, we don't like surfers around here. He's really going to disrupt business operations with all his surfing. Like, it, it don't work that way. Mm-hmm. Because white people don't necessarily, unless you're, like, like super, super Southern and, and, and talk about Confederate flags walking in the door, they don't really have a negative connotation to being white. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You had to come in with a clan hood on or wearing, like, heritage, hating, or heritage not hate denim jacket that really has people to go oh, he's kind of fucked up you know what I'm saying so you know that you're being compared to other black people because literally people have came up to you and compared you to other black people yeah oh gosh now in a work environment so in a work environment nobody has done that oh okay nobody goes Out, hey on the outside but on the outside all the time okay. I've been the blackest black dude I've been the whitest black dude I've been why is this person acting like this why do you I, I'm I, like I said on the last time we talked Sometimes I'm the ambassador for black people because the people I work with have never met black people or have never had proximity to black people. You know what I'm saying? So I'm the voice of all black people constantly, and I have to combat what somebody has seen on TV, what they've seen on BET, what they've seen in the you know what I mean from a distance in the streets. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, I gotta pretend like, oh yeah, yeah, they do that, but you know what I'm saying? I do this, so that's how we're different. It's like nah, man. So I can never, even if I'm from there, so I can't, I can't talk to people how like I would talk to like some friends I have in Baltimore who understand what I'm saying, no matter what I say. I can't talk to people at work like I would talk to my, my brothers who understand not only what I'm saying, but also being grown adult black men in America. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't mm-hmm. talk to them like that because they don't get it. And even if something tragic happens, I got to decide what side I'm on because as a black man, I might feel a certain type of way about police brutality. 
You feel me? Mm-hmm. But if I sympathize too much with a victim, with a black victim of police brutality, then I'm not patriotic. Then I hate police. You know what I'm saying? Because if people don't understand that I can hate police brutality and still support my stepdad, who, who was a retired state trooper. And they still support police and, and still be, you know, have friends and family who it's, are because it's that particular police officer, right? Well, it, it, but people it, it are could generalizing. Be, that. It could be that particular police officer, or it could be the system in which uh, that particular county the, the the department was based under. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That had that has evidence, years of evidence of of racial discrimination, of racial bias, of you know what I'm saying, of police brutality. But if I go, hey man. Like, dude, that's fucked up. That person got blasted. That got that person got shot. Then it's like, oh, why do you hate police? What was the police officer supposed to do? Then they've already created a narrative about me and my mind based off of me, my sympathy to somebody who looks like me, to somebody who looks like my son, based off of me going, man, yeah, that's fucked up. That person got shot or that person got killed. I can't even have, I can't even have like so you can't realistic have black fears. Okay. Because if if I tell somebody, I had somebody tell me straight up, they was just like, I said, yo, when I get stopped by the cops, like, I'm fearful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't know if I'm going to live or die leaving that joint. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I had, I got a traffic ticket one time and three cops showed up. <laughs> you feel me? Like, they my wife. back up? Yeah, my wife tells me the story all the time. Like, I was really? And, and like, it was one talking to me, it was one on the other side of the window. You feel me? I guess making sure ain't nobody pull no guns or run out or whatever. With Davis? No, this is before Davis okay. was born. But me and me and Angie was riding in the car. And she tell that story to people all the time. But it's like, I told somebody I know that. And they was just like, whatever, you weren't scared. So I can't even have regular <laughs> black man fears for fear of being looked at a certain way by other people. You know what I mean? So it's just like, if, I can, if I'm being honest with somebody and they don't even acknowledge that I can feel a certain type of way or that my emotions are valid? Like, why would I tell people anything? Why did they call back up? Hey, okay, I mean, you were I don't speed- know. Were you speeding? I was speeding. Okay, you were speeding. Okay. So, they check your insurance. Okay, right. dude, you were speeding. Here's a ticket. Bye. Right. Why wasn't it like that? But that, I don't know. And I don't know police procedure in... So I was I was traveling between Kansas and North Carolina. We was a seventeen hour drive, and I think we got stopped right before we hit Missouri. So I don't know what their procedures are. It could be some weird. It could be some police procedure that says, "Yo, if you make a stop, you got, after a certain time of night, you gotta have backups." I don't know. But what I'm saying is, but that not even I was going to so say so much police um, manpower. Right. I watched a video today where a dude was cleaning up trash outside his apartment. Oh, and oh my God! I hate that video so much. I saw that shit today for the first time, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" He's is he lived there? Yes. He lived there. He's cleaning up trash, and they had how many cops did they have? I think they had six other officers show up, and then they and then they didn't desist until a white dude came out of the office and was like, "Yeah, man, he's our work study student. He works here. He just was cleaning up trash." You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to deal with that, and then I gotta teach my son how to deal with that shit. Like for the rest of our lives. But if I tell my white friend that, he doesn't believe me. And he <laughs> won't believe me until he's in the car with me and it happens in front of him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh my goodness. So, and that's another thing. Like, white people, like, it's like they don't want to believe that shit is fucked up sometimes. Well, that's so why like, I love YouTube nowadays. But even then, it's not enough because if you watch that same video, you look through the comment section, there will be people like, well, oh, the, well, yeah. what was the big problem? Why didn't you act professional? You just had six cups around, blah, blah, right. blah. Like, they it's don't like, think it's yo, a big deal. How many times all. did he got to say I live here? 
Or the Sandra Bland incident. In, in, that particular, mm, in, in, in that particular video where the guy was cleaning up trash around his apartment, he told the cops, yo, I live here. I'm a student here and I live here, right? And they, they wanted to check his ID. They wanted something with his, his address on him. But then when the white guy came out and said, yeah, he's a work study student, he lives here, they didn't ask, from what we saw at least, they didn't ask the white dude for his ID. They didn't ask the white dude for no proof that he worked there. So it's like, like if you don't believe me as a friend, how the fuck am I going to expect the cops to believe me? You know what I'm saying? How am I going to expect managers, supervisors, anybody that's in charge of a company to believe me? And why would I tell you anything? Did he refuse to show his ID? He did. He didn't want to show his ID. He gave him his school ID, I think, but his school ID didn't have his address on it. But not all IDs will have the address on it, though. That's right. the thing, because if you're in school, most likely you're living, like, outside of your parents' house. Right, so but see, a lot of black your people... ID is not going to... A lot of black people watching that video be like, well, I mean, they understand the game, so they just be like, all right, just give me your ideas, whatever. But when you look at it, it's like... Oh, they didn't ask the white dude for the ID. Does he have to? You, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's what that I, I oh. feel like that was his point in the video. He's like, "Yo, like, why the fuck did it get this big?" And I just stepped out my fucking house. Even the black dude who got um, arrested at his porch, I think he like left his keys or something like that. So they didn't believe he, he lived there. You know, it's like it's so much shit that happens on a daily basis to black people just just trying to do regular shit. That when we try to share it with our white friends white quote-unquote allies and they don't mm-hmm. believe us it's like no nah, i'm not gonna share nothing with y'all i'm gonna keep doing the same thing i've been doing trying to survive and then y'all will figure it out when y'all figure it out as usual you know what i mean so it's like fuck the bullshit man i'm not gonna wait on you. we can't wait on people to get it black people can't afford to wait on white people to understand our problems because when we wait that's when like black people end up getting shot you feel me becoming victims of police brutality, like you mm-hmm. said with the Sandra Bland and like um, situ- situation incident, act tragedy, really. You feel me? It's just like Tamir Rice, you know what I'm saying? Michael Brands. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't wait for people to understand. We just have to try to survive and keep working until shit get better. I really want to talk about the police, the responsibility of police mm-hmm. in another podcast episode, but we're running out of time. I'm with that. I think that's one of our topics, actually. It is. It part- is. Because yeah. I do have opinions about that and i got family that's police officers so (laughs) not like like staunch yeah blue not blue lives matter but they very like yo we the police type shit so i mean i'm down i I can speak to both sides a little bit but Mm. yeah man i mean so that's why black i mean that's why i as a black man code switch Mm. because any i mean every given day man i'm just trying to protect my family's investment in me you know what I mean? I just want them to be safe, and I want them to have a livelihood, and I want them to be okay. I can't always yeah. be myself because it feels selfish. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like, yeah, it just feels selfish. And, man, my wife struggles with it. You know what I mean? I just want to make a, a, a society or at least a, a village or something, a safe space where my son ain't got to do it. But I know that he probably going to be in positions where he feel like he got to do it, too. So I don't know, man. We just going to keep working on it. But we had well, like hopefully things are gonna get better. I mean, we've been saying that for fucking since America was created. So I mean, uh, hopefully you know, things are getting better if you compare it to. I now guess, or but then. it's like it's getting better at the rate that like white people can handle. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it is ultimately like we, what it is. Yeah, okay. we just got to the point where people don't think that locks are bad. So it's kind of like, okay, I guess that's a win. Yeah, the hair thing is kind of odd. Right. Me. Anyway, we coming up on this last minute. 
We love y'all. This is like a thick conversation, man. We probably could do another one on this one. But today, we're done. I love y'all. Love y'all. Love you. Have a great day. I don't love you, but thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Holla at me. Tank Top Line on Instagram. Tank Top Line. Little Line Daddy on, Insta- on Twitter. Little Line Daddy on Instagram as well. Bye. Bye.